Hey, this is John Lee Dumas, the founder and host of Entrepreneurs on Fire. And if you're wanting to learn how to embrace change and navigate through disruption as a leader, then listen to the Leadership is Changing podcast with my good friend, Dennis Giannoutsis. He's prepared to ignite. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Hey, welcome to the show, Leadership is Changing. What we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Leaders everywhere confront similar obstacles because people are people, but everywhere you go, leaders are overwhelmed, disrupted, and under pressure. They run from email to email, meeting to meeting. Many leaders are not changing quick enough, which means they run the risk of becoming irrelevant and being left behind. The purpose of the show is taking our listeners' leadership to another level, by finding their balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. I believe we don't have enough effective leaders in the world today, and if we can get the leaders to step up and lead change, then they can inspire real change. Hey listeners, it's now time to adapt in our fast-moving world. I want to welcome you to today's episode, which is a mashup of three wonderful guests from different episodes that we have had in the past Hey team, if you haven't already checked out the Facebook group or the LinkedIn page, Leadership is Changing, go ahead and do that. We'd love to see you join those different platforms. Well team, I want to bring these three different guests into this mashup now with you. Episode 117, Sean Abinato. I can't stop laughing after being on the episode with him. It was a wonderful episode and he's a pastor, an entrepreneur and a keynote speaker. Imagine being told by someone you talk a lot, you should be a professional speaker. And so that's what's happened to him. So a wonderful episode. If you haven't already checked it out, check it out. Episode 119, Ernest Assam. He is the regional business manager for HP, and he has some tremendous insights to share. And of course, our third guest, Stephanie or Steph Cousins. She's from episode 120. She is the global co-CEO of Talent Beyond Boundaries. So team, Sit back, relax, take notes. There's some fantastic insights in this mashup and see what comes up for you. Right. And so when you said embrace it and not run from it, I I always talk about running towards the fire. In other words, that's to embrace it, uh, not run away from it. And, you know, being a firefighter, you'd understand I talk about firefighters. What do they do? Do you see them running away from the house that's on fire? No, they run to the fire, but they're very smart in the way they do it. And as you're saying, things are changing for leaders and that. So the show is called Leadership is Changing. And when I say that Mm. title of the show, what what does that mean to you, Sean? Well, like I said, another great question. And I want to piggyback off your firefighting comment, then I'll I'll answer your question Mm. for you. As a firefighter, you're right, I was. And you run to the flames. But the reason you can run to the flames in confidence is you've embraced the process of growing into a firefighter with an understanding of the fire understanding of how safe you are, understanding who you are, so that you will go into the fire, you will handle it and not be burned. You know, there's even a story in the Bible that talks about Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego being in the fire. They went in there knowing who they were, and they didn't get burned. So to move on from that into answering your question, how is leadership changing? Man, I think it's changing in a very large way. This is what I've been teaching the last year, and I, I believe this with all of my heart. 
if you are not believable in your field, if you're not believable, people will turn you off in a heartbeat because mm -hmm. we've never, we've never had a time in history where people desired a leader to be believable like now. Your believability on that scale from one to 10 will impact everything in your world. So I've been teaching a lot about being going from shaky to solid, going from flying from the seat of your pants to being strategic and from running from challenges to being solutional. So solid, strategic and solutional that will increase your believability. And that's what people need to see in their leaders today. Absolutely do. And they're asking for it. And it's just amazing to see it. it's just getting louder and louder and louder. As, as we as the years are going on, especially of late, for sure. And you're totally right. I mean, there's so many leaders who are what I call at times when they communicate, they waffle and they come across as not being confident. And they may sit up front and they may put the strategy up of the organization or whatever it is. People don't get it though. People sit there and go, what the heck's this? It's just a PowerPoint slide or it's a oh, it's on a beautiful piece of paper that's in the kitchen area, Sean, whereby you go and get your coffee and tea and you go, yeah, there's the strategy. People have no idea. But it's not just about the organization to have the strategy. What I'm hearing Sean say, listeners, is that's the fact about you having a strategy. It's about you as an individual having a strategy and having that purpose and moving forward in, in doing what you're doing. So I think that's really, really important what he's sharing. Yeah, I, I have uh, several people I, you know, that I've coached here and there. And like one of the person I'm working with right now is, is a realtor. And, you know, I started to ask her, do you want to be the realtor that everyone can believe in? Not just the realtor that sells houses or can help you do this, that, but are you the realtor that everyone can believe in? Are you the accountant that everyone can believe in, the doctor that, that they can believe in? Because they don't just want a dynamic personality. They don't want a great vision or mission statement. They want to know that when the sun goes up and the sun goes down, they can believe in you because there's too many people out there that are shaky that are in leadership, they're not solid, and we can't believe in them. So our believability has to go up as leaders to continue to have influence and impact on people. Fantastic. Oh, wow. Listeners, I hope you're taking lots of notes because what Sean is sharing here is just pure gold in, in his insights and information. The question I've got here for you, uh, Ernest, is the title of the show is called Leadership is Changing, as you know. When I say that title, what does that mean for you? I think leadership is changing in a lot of ways. And I believe that these changes are challenging a lot of old habits that we are used to. I'll name a few of these that I believe are very important. Successful leadership today is about influence, not authority. People driven by their own conviction go further than people who are being pulled or pushed. Habits or culturally or you know the way things were happening was that the leader has to push his team and drive them and i believe that it's more today about influence and conviction than push or even pull and i think this is challenging one of the old habits that we do yep. the second one i think ralph nader who was a prominent lawyer in the u.s and and actually a a presidential candidate at some point he said the function of leadership is to produce more leaders, not more followers. Again, habit is leaders would have a bigger team, the bigger team, the bigger leader I am. But it's not about that anymore. And 
I had such an experience where all of my team became regional managers or product managers, and I was proudest at that time, not because of the bigger team I have, but because all of them moved on to bigger jobs and bigger roles. And I'll say one more. The role of a leader is to create a safe place for the team, which provides secure environment for them, but that is not, is not enough. I think a leader needs to create a brave space, which will encourage creativity and challenge of the status quo. Otherwise, we don't ch drive change. Safety does not drive change. Brave space allows for that change to happen. Wow. So create a brave space for the people in your organization to be, have the courage to be able to go and do things. And I think, yeah, Ernest, what you're saying here is that you're coupling that with create a safe space but a secure environment. But that's not just good enough. It's about having uh, the space to have a, uh, create a brave space. And I love that. I think that's really good. And listeners, you know, Ernest is sharing here with us some great wisdoms here and the three different things that he's just shared with us, which is brilliant, right? So uh, today's leadership is about influence and not, what was the other word that you said? Push or pull. Push or pull. Okay, so it's not about just influence, it's not about push and pull either. So you've got to be a leader that could be able to be fluid, be able to move with the change, of course. And number two was function of leadership is to produce more leaders, not followers. And number three was to create a safe space or a safe place and secure environment, but create a brave space. And I think that's, that's brilliant. Well, what is a co-CEO? I mean, you know, is that confusing for people? How does that work? Yeah. So now, now I'm thinking of your questions. One of them was about what's changing in, in leadership or what has changed. And I think the co-CEO arrangement speaks to what I think I'm observing about leadership expectations and style in at least the nonprofit sector, but probably broadly. And that's a decentralization and an expectation that there's less focus on hierarchy, more focus on building a cohesive team and a co-CEO structure. We, we've just found it really, really great. So my co-CEO, her name is Madeline Holland. She's based in New York and I'm here based in, in Melbourne, Australia. So we've got a couple of hours crossover each day and, you know, the rest of it, we're, we're basically a 24-hour CEO. <laughs> so so almost like almost like follow the sun, right? So there's always exactly. going to be somebody there. There's a CEO there. Always yeah. someone on deck, exactly. So we kind of hand the baton over. It's been great for crisis management because you can literally like, right, I'll take this up until this point and then I'll hand the baton to you and, you know, you keep going. Our team is global. We've got people in the Middle East, in the UK, in Canada, in the US, in Australia. So we, we need global, you know, coverage for, for leadership. So it's worked for that. But it's also, I think, really importantly, kept a relatively flat structure because it yep. means that, you know, we've got two kind of CEO reporting lines and then the leadership team underneath us, which, which we're all, you know, a cohesive leadership team together. It means that, you know, you, you kind of can't get into a position where you're dictatorial when you're a co-CEO because you, for one, have to agree, you know, you've got to be on the same page with your co-CEO and you've got to be willing to kind of adjust your position and compromise where, where necessary. So that kind of sends a good signal to the rest of the organisation that this is how really everybody should be operating. Not that we need every decision to be a consensus decision, that's not realistic, but certainly there's an expectation that we're here to collaborate rather than dictate to each other about how it's going to be. And I think, yeah, that really does encourage good decision-making, accountable decision-making and, you know, proper consultation to lead into the decisions. So, yeah, I think that 
you know, I, I it's it's a structure that I've seen more in um, in the corporate and nonprofit sector. It's still pretty rare, but it's happening more and more. And I think it also speaks to just a general expectation now that you know decentralized leadership structures can be very effective. I mean, we've seen them be very effective in campaigning. Certainly, you know, if you look at like the big movements that have taken off, like Black Lives Matter, for example, that has a decentralized leadership structure. It's not like a CEO of that, you know, like that. And that's how a lot of movements have really kind of taken off and and made huge impacts. So particularly in the social and, you know, the nonprofit sphere, looking Mm -hmm. at that decentralized leadership approach is definitely a a positive. So in addition to having the co-CEO arrangement, we, our country directors so we've got a director um, of each country that we're operating in they also have a large degree of empowerment to lead in their market and our leadership team is very much a collaborative leadership team um, and we we hold on to that very strongly yeah that's great so I think you know that's probably answering the question about leadership is changing and what does it mean for you I think it's it's really seeing a different kind of model not really that hierarchy but it's more of a collaborative approach and things like that so which is good and I love it too there's, you know there's the real meaning of a tag team right bank tag you're you're up now you, you go yeah. ahead with it which is brilliant exactly. uh, great to see Wow, team, what a fantastic mashup and three wonderful guests, Sean, Ernest and Steph, who share some really exciting and really cool insights in relation to what they've been doing and and what they see out there in the market. Hey, if you haven't already joined us on the Facebook group or the LinkedIn page, either one of those platforms or both, if you like, we would love to see you join those communities and be part of that. So it's Leadership is Changing on the Facebook group or the LinkedIn page. Hey, listeners, what we as leaders know to be true is that change is constant. Change is incredibly scary, especially with the unknown and the unfamiliar territory. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing. Hey, look out for the episodes as they've been released. Download them, have a listen, put a review and a rating. Um, Share them with your friends, your family, your network. If there's any feedback you'd like to give me on the show, or if there's a question you have for my guests as I interview them, or a question for the Ask Dennis Freestyle episode, feel free to send me an email on dennis at leadingchangepartners.com. Hey team, hope you already enjoyed that mashup. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world. 